All right, welcome to Seishura, the Music Explorers podcast. I'm Jim Jam. I'm Scoot Magoo. And uh, this is part two of uh, our Desert Island Discs uh, talk, I guess. Uh, we left off talking about uh, some of the albums that we were going to pick, and now we're talking about compilations or box sets. And then finally, we're going to be sort of putting them all together. And uh, yeah, so it's going to be a little shorter episode, we think. And uh, enjoy, I guess. So for box sets, you said you don't have a whole lot or like compilations or like, you know, greatest hits, that type of thing. Um, I guess we'll, I mean, now that I'm looking at them, because I had a few, I think throughout this, I had kind of a fringes list that there's some that I've left off because I was on the fence about it. So there are a few I might pull in, but in, yeah. in general, I, I have a handful. The, the one that... You might be surprised that I haven't mentioned them up to this point, um, but the one that was most difficult, and when we get to our kind of top ten overall, I'll you'll find out which one I picked. But I have "Louder Than Bombs" and "Half oh. Hollow" by the Smiths. Okay. Just I felt like that was the the uh, that was the easiest way for me to tackle the Smiths is with those two compilations. Uh, obviously, doesn't have all of the key songs uh which one has this charming man that's that would really be cool. helpful uh okay because that, that that's the one you need to pick then so uh we'll, we'll see um <laughs> but i just you know the, the smith's one of my all-time favorite bands me and too <laughs> i think the the best way to to tackle it at least for me was um was to go with the compilations you know yeah. is what they don't have all, all the songs that uh, i'd be looking for but you know, choosing one of four albums. I mean, I think Hatful has like sixteen, seventeen songs. Uh, Light of the Bombs is like twenty-four. So obviously, that's just much more Smiths than you would hear from that. That that's true. Which is just it's just like the sheer volume of music. <laughs> more Smiths can be better Smiths sometimes. <laughs> but but at the same time, you know, I want to go out tonight, but I haven't got a stitch to wear. <laughs> <laughs> I would go out tonight. Yeah, okay. I'll shut up. Yeah. Um, I actually have a surprising box set for you. Uh, Radiohead's, you know, collected box set. Um, I, I thought that would be a really interesting pick if we were just doing boxes because I think they, you know, I mean, just their whole output after OK Computer is just so fucking insane. Yeah. That, it, like, you know, I you could easily just put all of those albums for your list and just you would probably be fine on that Desert Island. Uh, just because I think that there's a lot to decipher through all of them. And then, you know, if you wanted, you could just listen to the earlier stuff. And like, if you just wanted to sort of chill out, um, when I put this on, uh, when I put this on my list, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm thinking like, if I'm on this island, maybe I'll finally have an excuse to listen to, uh, you know, the Benz. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I really, I really should listen to the Benz at some point. I just, I just really don't want to. <laughs> so. It's a, I think it's a good album, but uh, well, it, it's, it's more just like I, I love OK Computer and everything after it just so very much that like I, I it's, it's almost like I don't need it. Yeah, <laughs> in a way, I can see it's, that. It's like, like, like I mean, same thing with Pablo Honey, but I, I mean, I've listened to Pablo Honey, so. Um, I think you know. Pablo Honey gets too much hate. I mean, it's, it's easily their worst album, but it's, I mean. 
it's super unsurprising for kind of the period it was released. Yeah. Um, like it's obviously it's kind of a victim of what came after, and a, a lot of what's been written about it by modern you know, music publications. Oh, pe- pe- people really shit on it. Yeah, like, like a lot of what's been written about it, you know, is written with the knowledge of what came after. So, yeah. like, I think yeah, in, in, in hindsight. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. In a vacuum by itself, it's like it's super harmless. It's it's certainly not their best album by any stretch, but it's 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 whatever. Yeah, it's still probably better than a lot of you know nineties pop. Yeah, rock. for sure, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's yeah. I, I I see. I can. I don't know if you remember this. That there's a little part in family, like a Family Guy episode, uh, from like one of the last later seasons that uh, Principal Shepherd uh, sings karaoke and he sings Creep. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. <laughs> It's it's so great. It's just like the perfect song for him to sing. I love it. Um, anyway, so what what do you have next? Um, I will combine three only because they all hit the same nail on the head. Uh, kind of fulfilling my punk needs. Uh, I was surprised to find out that the because I knew they they had a couple compilations. Uh, actually, they're called collections. Did not know they actually had a full box set that collected all the releases I wanted, and it is just called uh, the Misfits box set by the Misfits. Uh, it has, you know, basically everything before the the '90s stuff. You know, they released a couple albums that were with I think Michael Graves is his name, but it's all the dancing yeah. stuff, all the you know the old stuff that everyone loves. Uh, then, if, you know, along the same veins, the complete discography release by Minor Threat. You know, it, it kind of collects the the early, you know, two seven inches. Um, I, the, this Misfits box set is this the one that looks like a coffin? Yeah, I guess it literally because I, I was I was looking it up. I was like, I wonder if they because there's collection one and collection two. I was like, I wonder if they have like a full box set. And then I was like, oh shit, they they do. And it's because yeah, I I didn't know that they had like all of those. Yeah, I, um, yeah, because I I really I would love to buy that because I I fucking love. Uh, Misfits. Yeah, you know, I loved. Like, I actually did. There, there was a copy of Static Gauge at Blomos that I was almost gonna buy because it was used, but I ended up not, which I kind of regret because I only have uh, Earth AD. I think that or, is no, no, great. It, that's a super. Not, not Earth AD. What, what, what's the other one? That's um, uh, the, the one with Astro Zombies on it. Yes, um, that one is Walk called, Among Us. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I'm, I'm a huge uh, mother. <laughs> Can I go out and kill tonight? <laughs> I'm, I'm a big Misfits fan. Um, yeah, and then it's a great man. finally, along the same lines, uh, this one was tough only because they don't have like a full overarching compilation that has everything I want. But uh, I chose "Everything Went Black" by Black Flag. Oh, okay. I feel like it has the most of the the stuff I would want. Uh, they for some reason like they have the first four years which is all the stuff um, before Damage and then I think Everything Went Black has a little bit of everything but it's a lot of it I think it's all the stuff not recorded with Henry Rollins um, but yeah those three kind of were my go to yeah. punk compilation picks and uh, we'll see those are, all, those are really good I, I actually don't have any punk in this now that I think about it too um yeah, no, I, I, those are really good picks, especially. Uh, I mean, a minor threat is you know we, we kind of just skipped that one, but that, that's a fucking yeah. great, great little set of tracks there. Um, 
Yeah. Again, I, I remember that there was a time that we put it on in the car and you just knew like every single word to it, which is so funny. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, to me anyway. Uh, so <laughs> basically what I have next is the complete opposite of that. Okay. Um, it's a box set that's called the uh, Leggetti Project. Um, it's basically just a collection of uh, composer uh, Giorgi Leggetti's uh, orchestral works. I don't think there's a, he do, he has done electronic work, but I don't think any I don't think any of that's in here. But and I'm pretty sure it's, it was all put together by uh, Pierre Boulez. Um, and again, I I I don't know how to pronounce some of those european names so um i probably just butchered both of their names and i'm sorry um you know <laughs> but this is i i've, I've really never listened to much Leggetti. um aside from he has a track called atmospheres or a piece called atmospheres that shows up um at the end of 2001 a space odyssey um that's a pretty famous track and sort of uses um i, I think it's called mike like micro polyphony that's what he called it and it creates this very strange atmosphere and so you know he always he has um just a huge array of work and i think it would just be really cool to check all of that out um because it, you know i think it covers it covers the ground from like more traditional like you know uh classical music to very experimental stuff so i, th- I thought that would be a cool thing to, to do which i mean I'll say it right now, this is not the the first or last. Uh, yeah, this is this is not the last uh, classical album, classical box set here. So, um, but I've actually never listened to the Ligeti Project. I actually don't own any Ligeti. So, yeah, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Cool. So right. I have two more, and the first is. Um, Kind of just, I, I liked the uniqueness of it, and I felt like it would hit a number of different um, genres just by the very way it was recorded and constructed. It is the Color Spectrum by the Deer Hunter. Oh, okay. It's a collection of I think nine four song EPs with the idea that um, they wrote um, you know four songs based on the you know, colors. You know, red, orange, yellow, blue, indigo, violet, and I think there's black and white. So what's that like? Technically, black isn't a color, but <laughs> I'm sorry, I did not not to get just super technical, but yeah. <laughs> well, you you, you could take it up with the band, but what what whatever their <laughs> you know whatever their understanding of the color wheel is or is not, it you know covers more proggy, you know, prog rock indie rock some a little bit of country some americana some folk uh i think it's a pretty overarching view of uh the 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 main different sides of their their style and uh it's certainly a cool release Uh, i bought it pretty cheap and i didn't know much about it but i thought the concept was really cool and the packaging was cool um and i I remember you buying that too i I listen to it periodically only because it just is a a lot of music but uh it's it's really cool and uh, there actually is a vinyl version, which I can't even fathom buying because the process yeah. of flipping nine seven inches, uh, no thank you. Yeah, that no sounds thank you. not fun. I think uh, there's seven. Like, I mean, they must be because, I mean, each each song is, is only about, like, you know, four-ish minutes long or whatever. You, so. they, maybe they were actually smart about it and, like, actually put, like, each one on a different side. 
so so maybe it's maybe it's not as bad as we think but it's still like you're you're still flipping all this stuff i think that each but, each individual vinyl is like the color so i'm pre- I, I, I'm, uh, I'm assuming it's like two songs on each side which uh, good god anyway yeah, yeah i mean r- really cool idea really cool release uh and have you ever date i i never we never really talked about deer hunter like is, is that the only album of theirs that you you own or yeah i like some of their other stuff but just not not enough to buy it i i, I mean really I there's, there's no there's no kind of sub you know subtext there there's no even negativity there just i, I like their releases but um I just I liked the the concept of the color spectrum. Uh, I liked the variety of it, and just kind of uh, there's different artwork for each um, release, and it just it, it kind of it's intrigued me a lot. Uh, I mm. don't think that like it's not frankly even the music itself is not my favorite iteration of those styles. It's really well done, but. Uh, I, I don't love it as much as you know. Like for example, Nick is an enormous fan. Uh, yeah, the, but uh, that's who I was thinking of actually. Yeah. Uh, and also because I am a, in some ways I can be a completionist. So the fact that they have, I think they're on like Act Six now of of their like their that album series. Right. So like yeah. I don't really want to buy or listen to all that, frankly. <laughs> to be yeah. totally honest. Yeah, that, that um, just seems like a lot. So yeah, like I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really about that. But I mean, I think they're a really great band, and I, I've enjoyed everything I've heard, but just not enough to really dive in. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I just never hear them come up a lot in our conversations. So yeah, I think one of those um, bands that uh, I like them, you know, don't really have, um, don't really have any negative undertones there. Just you know, they're cool. I like them. There you go. Yeah. But so I've Excuse got uh, yet another classical box set <laughs> because that's the way I work. Yeah. This is uh, it's I actually I, I actually might buy this very soon. It's uh, basically compiles every opera that makes up Richard Wagner's uh, ring uh, cycle. It's four operas. It's considered like basically the greatest opera ever by a lot of people. Um, it, I mean, even though it's four different ones, but like it's they're all meant to like go together mm-hmm. i guess uh but it is a very very long you know because i mean the operas are already pretty long like you know ranging from like i think like three to four hours i think sometimes yeah and this is four of them so you're talking about half a day basically of, of listening to opera if you want to listen to all of this in one <laughs> go um and like you know part of me is like i i don't know if i like opera that much to to, to justify that but I, you know, there's a reason Wagner's music is still listened to today and still revered today, despite uh, the controversies that sort of have enveloped him, Mm -hmm. you know, and just the fact that, you know, his music was loved by the Nazi party and things like that. Um, You know, despite all this, it still remains and still remains like a pinnacle of orchestral music. So I, I just... You know, and I've never really listened to a whole lot of Wagner, aside from, like, you know, the obvious, you know, like, Ride of the Valkyries. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought it would be cool to, like, you know, just really listen to it. And, like, you know, I, I feel like what better place to listen to classical music than a desert island? Because I think, like, you know, you, you finally get some time to, like, kind of just unwind and, like, really listen to it without having to worry about, like, some asshole outside driving their car really loud. Yeah. So, which you've probably heard a couple times in, in these episodes. Yeah. So. 
<laughs> not not speaking from personal experience at all. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's uh, that's uh, definitely something. Um, even with my, you know, house where I grew up, there were always people that you know would would floor it down the road. But something yeah. I'm looking forward to with uh, when Laura and I finally get a house, hopefully somewhere secluded where we won't have to worry about that because obviously we, living. I'm I'm hoping for the same thing, man. I'm I'm hoping to find some sort of place that's just like in a forest in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So. Hey. Yeah. Uh, we'll have one more that just I haven't had much music that's like specifically calm and relaxing up to this point, but definitely a, a no-brainer when it comes to compilations. It is the Disintegration Loops by William Basinski. Um, I actually bought them all of all places from Best Buy. I was I got Wait, a, a Best Buy gift card a couple of years ago or a few years ago, and I was like I like never I don't remember the last time I ever went to but best they, buy i mean they don't even sell cds anymore but yeah this is so yeah. this is back when they had cds a few years yeah. ago uh still and i just i happened to to check because i was really into it and they had all of them and it was just the just the under the limit of the gift card and i was like cool so there you go that is um that and is awesome. obviously you know fantastic ambient music uh definitely um more than enough time on a desert island to listen to all of it yes. so uh, is really my no-brainer, and that's the the last compilation I came up with. Yeah. So my next one, coincidentally, is uh, uh, in a box I called the Disintegration Loops by William Basinski. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's funny because I actually haven't really listened to this at all. I thought this would be a good time to listen to it. Yeah. Uh, in this theoretical scenario, and I also think that you know because you know you, you said before that. The concept of this album is was him listening to this while you know, nine eleven was happening. Yeah, and if you look at all um, four covers, it's uh, the day progressing. Like, yeah, you know, like the kind of the, the sun fading on the scene of nine eleven, yeah, and in the smoke increasing. Yeah, yeah. So I um, but I I I just think that like sort of you're they're playing it you know within a day and sort of just watching things change and that's what this music is all about is is progressive change through very little means um and i just think that this would be an awesome thing to listen to at night like as the sun sets like yeah. I, I i just think that would be fucking perfect for sure um yeah even though again i really haven't listened to him i really should um i'm just i think i'm just too much of an impatient idiot for for for, <laughs> for dis- disintegration loops um Anyway, that that's the only you don't have any more. Yeah, that's uh, that's all she wrote for me. All right. Well, I've got uh, a couple more, a uh, handful. Uh, so next one's uh, Naked City. It's uh, complete studio albums of Naked City. Um, I I just I I couldn't not pick this. I I just like Naked City has one of the best discographies. I think. Like just every single album of theirs is just really interesting. Uh, really, the the only flaw that the complete studio albums has in my mind is that it doesn't um, it doesn't include uh, Torture Garden, uh, mostly because those tracks can be found throughout the first two albums. Uh-huh. So it it was just kind of superfluous. Um, so you know, but but aside from that, like I you know. 
every one of their albums is really interesting. Heretic is probably one, probably my favorite out of all of them, just because it it it's probably the most interesting. Either that or Absinthe, their their final one. But they, mm-hmm. every one of their albums sort of offers something new, and then it even includes um, at the end of Absinthe, uh, Leng Che, which is sort of like this little EP that they did. That's like they they basically wrote like one naked city like you know like um torture garden-esque type of song and just extended it out and just like so it turns into a drone metal piece oh nice. uh, yeah it's a really cool it's a really cool piece so they it's just i i think it's you know a really diverse category i think it's some of zorn's best work ever so you know kind of had to include that um uh, i also included what do you expect another zorn collection uh the parachute ears um, oh, nice. which is a collection of like really early game pieces that he did. Um, I want to say in San Francisco, but I'm not totally sure. Um, yeah, which is not one of my favorite releases, but I felt like, uh, given sort of the esoteric nature of these recordings, because it's not like he really explains what each of these game pieces is really about. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, he, he gives little, little blurbs about them in the liner notes, but there isn't anything really substantial that I could find. So I think it'd be cool to just be able to listen to it and sort of try to decipher it through listening to it. I think, you know, just you, you've got a lot of time if you're going to be, uh, you know, dying on a desert island. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I, I thought that'd be a cool pick. Uh, the next one, I, I was, I, this was actually one of the first ones I think I put on when I was thinking about compilations was um, the Mers Box by Mersbow. <laughs> it's just like, it's like a collection of like 13 or 14 studio or i don't know if they're studios i think there's a lot of like unreleased stuff but it's all mersbow it's all harsh noise you know and i i i think that's just a perfect you know i i think it's a good place to put on that type of music because i think it's like harsh noise is like strangely calming in the right mood uh as strange as that is because th- there's just something about it that like you if you focus your attention on it enough you can't focus on anything else uh-huh um and just yeah I, I think it'd be cool to put that on uh next up is um I, i've talked about this this project before but it's uh, a box set of uh the symphonies of the planets which is um basically somebody took uh the sound or basically the, like the cosmic noise that came in from the planets moving and things like that and basically converted into a sound uh, and, and so it basically comes out as like dark ambient albums that are like pretty much just naturally processed in a sense that they're like they're, they're create. I mean, it's literally symphonies of the planets in a sense, but it's, nice. um, yeah, it's a really, really cool. Listen, I, I really need to buy that. I, I, I might just buy the box set at some point because like, I think it's just such a cool idea and they're, they're all super interesting. Um, there, there's just something so uh like th- th- there's no other ambient album that are that's quite like these uh, it's just i mean i even beyond the concept like it just it captures dark ambient music in the way i love like it isn't just like oh let's put everything through a low pass filter <laughs> like it's it's more like you know that like it feels like there's thought behind it even though it's you know not there technically isn't thought behind it <laughs> because it's you know literally the, the sounds of the planets <laughs> um though i i I think somebody had to come in and sort of edit them out in a way so even though if you look on like discogs it just says no artist on it uh which is kind of funny 
Uh, anyway, uh, that, this next one, Miles Davis and Gil Evans, uh, the complete Columbia recordings. Um, I I don't really know much about this box set. I, I saw it when I was looking through um, Great Your Music on uh, for just, you know, box sets and, like, you know, compilations and stuff like that. I thought it looked interesting because... Um, Miles Davis's collaborations with Gil Evans represent some of the, you know, most important, like, jazz that he did at the time, like, it, during that time of his career, of, like, you know, we're talking about, like, sketches of Spain and uh, things like that, uh-huh. where, you know, it, he sort of began experimenting in, you know, what's today called, like, third stream music, you yeah. know, combining, like, classical and classical techniques with jazz and things like that. And so, um, you know, like, you know, those albums, like Gil Evans is, is, is a great arranger and a great like composer. Uh, but you know, I, I think listening to those albums, like, like sketches of Spain, like, I, I think it's, it's not, it doesn't have the same, uh, type of, you know, uh, enjoyment, that you know like bitches brew or like a even like birth of the cool would bring uh-huh. so i think i i think it'd be cool to sort of have that just to, you know just around um because i think it'd be cool to listen to especially just considering the history uh involved with their collaboration and just kind of gil evans story and just the, the fact that he's you know, he's seriously underrated, and just I, in, even within his own lifetime, he just really didn't get the credit he deserved. Like even when he was working with Miles Davis, he would. And the, I mean, we're talking about back in like the fifties, so back before you know everything was gentrified as fuck in, in New York City. Yeah. He would he used to live in, uh, and I think he used to live in Greenwich Village, and he didn't even have enough money to get to take the subway or the bus so he would walk the like 80 blocks it took to get to the upper west side wow. where miles davis has apartment yeah uh every day <laughs> like wow. yeah so you know it's just like he was just like that dedicated to his music and i just i don't know i i really wish people paid more attention to gil evans um yeah uh and finally um i have another thing that i have never listened to but i really do want to listen to it's um a compilation of luke ferrari's um uh musique concrete pieces it's called uh louvre electronique you know hey that, that, that was good that came out good <laughs> yeah no good job thank you that's, that's a tough I, one I, to I, pronounce i know like because usually like you know the, uh, the the first louvre is like one that i i can never get right but yeah. um it's this massive, massive box set of just, you know, tape music, musique concrète, composition uh, by, you know, one of the most recognized composers in the genre. Um, so I, you know, I, I, have, I have a soft spot for that type of like early electronic music and tape music. And uh, I was thinking almost about putting Pauline Oliveros's, um uh, reverberations box set on here but i i kind of wanted to check this out a little more i think that this would be cool because i think there's you know i think it, again th- th- this goes into like that calming sort of ambient you know it, it's it's music for contemplation and you know uh this is the best time to do it i guess there you go 
So, uh, so that is what we have for compilations boxes. Now we're just gonna put them all together. So I think the easiest thing to do would be uh, we each list our entire ones, maybe with little comments in between, and then and then you know we'll go to the other person and they'll talk about their entire one, and then we'll just sort of reconvene. Yeah. With random opinions, you know, yeah. just like if if there are thoughts or whatever you know just bring them up when you feel like it yeah so, so my um yeah. i stuck with only just because I'm, I'm much more of an sorry singles but i'm much more of an album person so yeah. i stuck with the album compilations uh the compilations i'll add a little color to uh the albums i'll just kind of list what niche i feel like they you know kind of apply to me so first baroness these just alphabetical order baroness yellow and green for that you know mm. sludge and rock angle uh cattle decapitation monolith monolith of inhumanity for that death metal angle daft punk discovery you know dance and electronic death heaven sunbather black metal post rock sugaze uh apologize i missed you i love you honey bear just you know folk and just general you know my own sentimentality uh mad villain mad villainy for hip-hop mashuga nothing for dat stank riff face <laughs> you know, gotta have it and no you know once you know just gonna want to have that like exactly and then kamasi washington the epic my last two i pulled from the compilation section and i decided um for misfits i wanted to um i wanted to only pick one release i wanted these to be this my 10 like my 10 CDs or albums or whatever that I'm, I'm bringing with me. I picked the first collection. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't have Last Caress and it doesn't have some of my favorite songs on uh, Wolf's Blood, Earth AD, but it has uh, Astro Zombies, Skull, uh, Attitude, um, Teenagers Teenagers from Mars. It just has so many. The first collection is it's just longer, it has more material it's just you know it's definitely if i had to pick one misfits release that's what it would and for the smiths i actually went with louder than bombs you know not getting this charming man not getting how soon as now was really tough but louder than bombs just has more music on it uh it closes out with a sleep which is one of the most underrated and just gorgeous smith tracks um and i think just the you know quantity over quality isn't necessarily the best route route all the time but for me like i love i think there are i can't think of any smith songs specifically off the top of my head that i like straight up dislike so having more smiths in this situation i felt like was the better option yeah so I, the, I i get that so those are my top 10 that's what i would bring nice. with me to my isolation <laughs> this that's a good listen i love how how metal most of it is you know, uh, I just I I think over the years I've come to I don't know if come to come to terms sounds so negative, but there was a period where I I listened to metal exclusively for so long that I wanted to branch out and I kind of abandoned it entirely. But like mm-hmm. I'm a metalhead at heart, you know. That's what I grew up on. That's what my you know probably my favorite genre. I just love the diversity of it. I, I love how all the metal albums on this list, you know, have so much. There's so much dividing them in terms of their sound. So I think that. When I was, because I wanted to, I was like, should I have a classical album? Should I have um, maybe a little bit of blues? Should I have, you know, some more folk? But I, I think I, I wanted to go with more metal. Just oh, I totally forgot about blues. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I like that. I, I mean, 
I can see that. Like, it, it, but it's not like you picked metal albums that are all like you know, uh, like balls to the wall metal. Yeah, exactly. You know, but like, I mean, you know, Sunbather is a very uh, not laid back, but it's it's definitely not like up in your face. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's so, not like Marduk or something where it's just like all blast. Yeah. Or like Dark Funeral where it's just like blast beats nonstop or anything like that. Yeah, or like you know, Mayhem where it's just yeah. exactly. <laughs> Which I speak. Are you psyched for the new uh, Mayhem album? Um, I am. I thought their their last album was um was like a psych, I think it was like Psychic Warfare. I, it was yeah. along those lines. It was like the definition of a solid album. Like there are veteran bands that have released like exponentially worse albums late in their career. It was like this is a good album. You know, full stop. No embellishments, no craziness, and the single they released so far is somewhat in the same vein. Where like this is a good song, you know, G Wilkers. <laughs> so I'm just I'm hoping. <laughs> Golly they, G, those exactly, mayhem guys. <laughs> they've done you know even on Ordo Ed Ordo Ed Kayo, that album that I think is like horrendously produced. Like there are some cool ideas on it, and it, it's unlistenable unfortunately. But like they tried something different, and obviously Grand Declaration of War is very divisive but i love that they tried like some trip hop and some weird stuff on that album so i'm hoping that they do some other interesting things because if they just come kind of a stagnant kind of old old traditional black metal band that would make me sad because i think that they were such a they were they're they're just such a unique band at the time and now they're kind of settling it hopefully not but it seems like they're kind of settling into like a safe groove um, never know yeah i mean you, you never, never know. know it's it's only one song and unfortunately they released a song right in the middle of the album which i think it might just be kind of like a meat and potatoes middle track because i think it was barely more than three minutes long so i think it might have just been like oh, that's hey weird. we need to fill yeah. up space so here's a here's a kind of a straightforward track you know, until they get to the next idea yeah so, but anyway that's my list Nice. No, that's a good list, and that's very much a you list too. That n- yeah. not you know not, yeah, not no. in a bad way. I was, I was not, not happy to say you're with, predictive. Yeah, or I was happy with like how that, it came so. together. Yeah. No, it's uh, so for me. I actually included three tr- just single tracks, um, just because I, I I'll, I'll I'll talk about it afterwards. So I'll just go through the entire list. Uh, Idea and abilities. Smile. Stevie Wonder. You are the sunshine of my life. Murs Bow. Murs Box. Naked City's complete studio albums, Dexter Gordon's Go, uh, Sequentia's Canticles of Ecstasy, Wagner's Ring Cycle, uh, Ella and Louie, um, Kareem uh, by Masada from Lavatonic, and Steve Reich's Music for 18 Musicians. Nice. So I part of the reason I went with a couple of single tracks was because um, I think for, what for like Masada, like uh, as much as I love Masada, a lot of their stuff is very similar sounding and you know i've probably enjoyed that one track more than pretty much their entire catalog <laughs> in a way uh, because it sort of represents everything i love about their catalog uh-huh. just in that one song so it's like what, what, what's the point of like you know picking like you know a different box set when i could just choose this one song yeah and then with uh with idea and abilities i wanted to talk about like i i was considering including the whole album by the throat but um i just i don't know like it, it's a great album but like i i think smile is like the track to keep sort of off of that because i think it's it's probably like you know considering the scenario i think it's probably the one i'm gonna need the most <laughs> out of mm-hmm. all of them um 
you know, and then you're the sunshine of my life. I just couldn't live without that track. I, I just think it's such a beautiful, beautiful song. Um, yeah, I think I, out of all these, probably the weirdest one that I picked was probably the ring cycle. Uh, I think I just picked it just because I, I have an interest in opera, but it's not something I've followed too much. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it'd be cool to just sort of explore it a little bit more. But a lot of it, a lot of what I have is just, you know, very um, meat and potatoes. I actually just realized that I didn't include like any like avant-garde jazz except for Naked City. But I, I guess that, I guess Naked City covers that, you know, <laughs> that area pretty well. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So that's, I don't know if I'd, I, the thing is like, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of the particulars for these lists, I think these things would change over time for both of us. Um, like maybe we would probably put something else somewhere else. I know for box sets, I wanted to include um, like a Blind Willie, uh, Blind Willie Johnson um, box set or something like that. Just because I, I think, you know, just having one of those like really old like Delta Blues albums would be really cool yeah. to listen to. Um, but yeah, didn't didn't turn out like that. So... <laughs> well, so yeah. I mean, that's a, I think we both came with a really good list that not only fulfilled the the prompts, but really represented who we are. Yeah, I I think hmm, I'm kind of mad I didn't include swans. I guess <laughs> there's a couple that I'm mad I didn't include uh, in my final, but you know, still like I mean, to, to be able to listen to these, if I had listened to all these those ten albums or those ten you know musical uh formats whatever for the rest of my life i would be pretty happy with that so because i mean like the MERS box is you know you know that thing's got to be like 15 hours of music or something like that so you know like (laughs) that's gonna eat up some time and like it'd be cool to get to a point in like a MERS album that like you know everything that's going on yeah (laughs) so you have to listen to it a number of like i don't even know how many times i'd have to yeah i I think the the only the only MERS album i think i could probably do that for is uh asusaku possibly but i'm not totally sure so um yeah so yeah this was a fun little uh excursion that we did to this theoretical desert island that hopefully we will never be on because that yeah. would be just fucking horrible. Yeah, and it, yeah. it would probably be better to <laughs> just be dead. Let's um, uh, let's let's stay off the desert island for sure. Yeah, I mean, and like maybe if there was like more woods on it, like if I could do like like a Walden type of scenario, <laughs> like you know, like that, like I'm on a desert island, but like you know, I, I happen to be able to just be like just swim to land and visit my friend Emerson if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just <laughs> like I wouldn't mind that, but um, yeah, okay. So uh, let's let's do albums of the week. Uh, Scoot, you got an album for the week for me. So I mentioned that I uh, went to Cape Cod in our last episode and bought a couple albums. One that uh, but you, I you, saw you even... bought some pornography. <laughs> yes, and the other one I found was. Uh, uh, it's a late career album from this band that I'm not super familiar with, but it is one I've been wanting to check out for a while, again, for a reasonable price. It was something that actually, in the same post I wrote about AFI for, which makes sense if you listen to our last episode, but uh, Eden wrote about Iron Maiden, and uh, he mentioned that 
he loved this late career album and he listens to it most regularly i think because oh fits, brave new world yeah it fits most of what he's interested in lately which yes is brave new world because i was surprised <laughs> at how it's kind of more kind of proggy and power metally and and just kind yeah. of uh epic in that regard i really liked it definitely not my favorite main release if i'm being honest but it is very good and it was cool to see um you know just what he or what they were able to accomplish later in their career obviously this is when dickinson had just come back and i believe also their guitarist had just come back yeah um, uh, so mcbain i think yeah and definitely uh, a really great project from that yep yeah. brave new world's a good album uh i mean again, i'm with you it's not one of my favorites um i would probably put God, I know probably, there are probably some main fans out there who would want to like kill me, but like I would probably put Dance of Death over Brave New World, <laughs> and e- even though Dance of Death isn't even a great album, <laughs> so that's I think that's saying a lot. I, I mean, for me, Seventh Son is is the best Iron Maiden album in my opinion. Yeah, um, I, I could listen to that album over and over again. I think it's so good. But um, so, God, it's kind of tough to try to pick another um, album of the week. Because I was pretty, I was pretty psyched up on on that Kate Bush album. But I had one album that I had initially chosen for the album of the week before I listened to that Kate Bush album, and uh, I guess we're gonna talk about it now. Uh, Mersbau, Toro Machine. Nice. Um, yeah, it's like an earlier album of his. Not that that really matters in the grand scheme of like Mersbau's like three hundred or whatever albums, um, you know. But it's. Uh, it's it's an interesting listen. I mean, again, it's it's, it's harsh noise. You you know what you're getting into. Um, uh, I, I think it's a little more forward. Uh, you know, I think it's a little more. Um, you know, it's it's less wall of sound. As much it more, it's 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 more like uh, th- there are parts of it that you can actually sort of listen to in a way that you can like really catch on to. Um, and the track names are fucking awesome because they're all named after like Salvador Dali works apparently. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. So the, the, there's a track called soft water bear, which I just think is just one of the best track names I've ever heard. Uh, and it just sounds like something creepy that some guy would say to try to pick up chicks at a bar. Yeah. Just like, like, Hey, have you seen my soft water bear? <laughs> just like, and then he immediately gets alcohol thrown in his face. Yeah. So, like, like he should. So, <laughs> Um, yeah, so about Toro Machine. Um, I will say it's it has probably one of the worst album covers a Mersba album has ever had, and that's saying a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, but still, really interesting album. I I actually got the idea to even listen to it, let alone buy it from um, there's a podcast called uh, Noise Extra. They used to be called the Merscast. Uh, it used to be just be a podcast just about Mersbau. And uh, I haven't. I've I've only listened to that one uh, episode, which is their first. But uh, it's a really cool podcast. You know, anybody who's interested should go check it out because they go over not only Mersbau after their name change, but uh, you know a lot of avant-garde works. So I think the last one I saw was uh, talking about Lamont Young. So you know, just interesting shit like that. So nice. Yeah, all right. That has been our episode. And uh, thanks for listening, and uh, have a good week. Thanks a lot. Bye.
thanks for listening guys and uh if you're interested uh you know if you want to hear more just you know listen to us on uh itunes pod apple Podcasts, android Podcasts, anywhere you can get a podcast basically uh we're on all of it uh if you follow us on anchor to you know whatever works for you and uh, definitely be sure to follow us on Twitter. And if you ever have any suggestions, topics you want us to talk about, or questions, anything like that, uh, be sure to email us. Yeah, uh, we're at, at Seishira Podcast on Twitter. And our email, I think, is Seishira Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Yeah, appreciate it a lot. Bye.